Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. God, it's 2022. Do you know that earlier today I said, wait, I said out loud for the first time, it's 2022. And I, I didn't believe it. It's it's just like, what? It's truly, yeah. it is like a Jetsons year. It's a fake sounding year. I don't believe it. I, I don't know how else to put it. I know that everyone's like, time doesn't exist. What happened to the year? Like everyone is just repeating the same shit. <laughs> so you kind right. of, it's almost like I get bitter at time because it's like, oh, you know, I don't even want to joke about oh, where's the year gone? Cause it's so hack to do that. It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's actually gone. But it's gone. <laughs> and I literally today was like, it's 2022. What the f- I got angry that, you know, where have all the flowers gone? Dan Acton. Anyway, happy <laughs> new year. What a great energy to start this very first midnight snack of 2022. My lips, my teeth fall out. My eyes fall <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> you got to make every second count. <laughs> I tr- every second count uh, people magazine next month is going to be like Michelle turns a hundred. And I just like dropped it two days before my birthday. I can't wait. Um, 
Hi, guys. It's Michelle Collins. It's a brand new episode of Midnight Snack. It's our very first episode of 2022. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell it like it is because it's what I do. It's who I am. I, I, had a, I had a funny weekend. I was in Rome. I had two weeks off. We weren't doing the podcast. I was in Rome. I kind of got stuck in Rome alone, which... <laughs> Rome Alone would be a, would have been a funny movie. I should have made it when I was there. Rome Alone. <laughs> what an idiot I am. And it's just me like constantly having my scalp like lit on fire. <laughs> just being like, ow, I'm, it hurts. But no, uh, I was in Rome Alone and now I got to Florence today, but I just, I had like a, a hilarious hotel thing this weekend. I've just been, you know, all over. So I'm a little bit out of it. It's like six 40 right now. Usually we record this earlier. I'm just a little out of it, but we're going to make it work. Yeah. And I'm feeling good. I poured a $2 glass of wine. I don't even okay. want it, to be honest. I'm just looking at it because it felt like, well, that's something to do. Hi, Dan Action. Happy New Year, babe. <laughs> How are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. How are you? Good. Well, you just told me. By the way, this um, apartment that I'm in, I'm so I'm in Florence, Italy. Yeah, is that Italy. like a... Hmm. Miro on the wall or what? It's a two-sided Kandinsky. Thank you for noticing. Where are my six degrees of separation heads at? <laughs> Chaos control, anybody. Uh, I'm in such a beautiful Airbnb. It is so nice. And the guy who owns it is so hot as shit. His, he's married. His name is Lorenzo. And, uh. you know, I travel with this bag that genuinely has to weigh 95 pounds. It is so... Every time I lift it, I'm convinced the handle's going to rip off. Like, there's no stitching oh, built yeah. strong enough for the amount of shit that I'm carrying around. <laughs> And uh, so anytime like cab drivers, I have the same routine. Like I have the same jokes. Anytime I get on a cab, I'm like, it's my free gym, cheaper than a gym. Like I make the same stupid fucking jokes. Cause what? I'm so, <laughs> well, cause it's so heavy. So every time the cab drivers and they're Do you like, like <laughs> kettlebell launch it into the truck. <laughs> No, listen, it's just like I wheel it and they can see me coming from a mile away. And they're always like, fuck a me. I don't believe a my luck. Like every time, but in Italian, every time they see me. And then I always insist because I'm truly I'm like, you know, Magnus von Magnuson, like world's strongest man. So I'm like, oh, I'll get it. Like, allow me, please, mademoiselle, like allow me to get the bag. So I want to like toss yeah. it and they always fight me over it. It's just like the same dance every time I get in a cab with this stupid fucking bag. Right. <laughs> and it happened today. And then I have to go and then go, wow, it is so heavy or like, mama mia, you know, and I have to go <laughs> big clothes. Like I have a lot of big, heavy clothes. Like, I mean, please, I hate myself. Sounds like you, what? It sounds like you're in Toontown or something. <laughs> like, what? What is the, oh my God. It's a nightmare. And so, but anyway, I got to this a heavy bag. That, yeah, no. And it's like full of meatballs. I'm like, I am so sorry, y'all. I am sorry about these meatballs in this bag. But I got here today and like, I've been very weird about people helping me with the bag because I don't know. I've just been like, like, no, let me, cause I feel guilty. I think it's guilt. Okay. It's Jewish guilt. I'm, I'm actually oh, working. You're like it. embarrassed. You're embarrassed how heavy it is. So like if somebody touches it, you're like, I'll just do it. it that's actually it. You know what? This is why yeah. I do this podcast. It's free yeah. therapy <laughs> and that's why I do it. And so, yeah, it's almost like this is my burden. Like literally like my my $99 home goods or Marshall's luggage cross to bear. Does that make sense? So I'm like, please let me. But then I got to this Airbnb. I just realized that the, oh my God, this guy probably heard me. He like lives next door. I'm like, he's so hot, like screaming it. 
but he really was hot as shit. <laughs> and I look, you know, I'm like off the train. Like, I mean, you see what I look like now. It's not horrible, but I, I look no. better. I look better. I have no makeup great. on. Anyway, I get here and he was like, uh, please, uh, it's, there's no elevator. He goes, no, it's no problem at all. I'll take it up two flights of steps. And I was just like, oh, this is, I, I was like dreading. I was dreading this day <laughs> and this moment of like having to watch a man, a married man, carry my fucking <laughs> shit up these steps and like having to just like witness someone. You know what I mean? Like the guilt of having to witness someone like, suffer. Uh, Go on. If he said like, oh, you have a lot of baggage or something, would that like make sense over there? <laughs> like if, if he said, no, they wouldn't get it. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing I say makes sense here. No joke I make makes sense. I haven't been funny in a month. <laughs> uh, people genuinely like this no, is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo, try the oil. <laughs> that doesn't work either. Man. So stupid. <laughs> You know what? Let me tell you why I'm not funny here. I want there's a show that I was watching. Like you have to understand, I nobody speaks English. Nobody, even the people who are American, like don't speak it. Like it's like I'm dying, <laughs> and so I can't be funny with anyone. And what ends up happening is I'm like a meek little rat because I don't want to. I don't oh, want to yeah. be like obnoxious, so I'm just like grazie, scusi, you know. <laughs> Prego. Yeah. Like I just say my eight words over and over again <laughs> and, uh, and I can't be funny. And so genuinely like being able to be funny with you right now or whatever is my brain feels like it's plugged into a wall. Like it's breaking me down, honestly, oh, good. not We're being able to communicate. <laughs> and I was watching two hours ago. I, it, the apartment is freaking to die for gorgeous where I am. Like I'm, I don't want to leave. I literally thought maybe I'll live yeah. here all year. I've been here two hours. Um, I went to the couch and I was like, oh, I got to turn the TV on. Like, I just got to unwind after my two weeks of vacation. And I sat yeah. on the couch, no coffee table, which I hate that. Sat on the couch and there's a show here just called LOL Wing Face. Like, I took a picture of it. <laughs> it's just literally shows capital LOL semicolon parenthetical. I was like, got to watch. So I watched it for like 20 watch, minutes. Yeah. Of course. So it's a yeah. show, it, it defies um, language. It, it is like a silent, like a Mr. Bean in that way where they don't really have uh, dialogue. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the two that I watched, the two, um, I guess you can call them sketches. <laughs> let's, let me, one was, what neither of them made any, they were both so stupid that I actually was like so upset. The first one was a couple watching an opera singer. I haven't let Dan say two words. Dan, you have to let me get it out. I have not been able to talk to anyone. In no, months. get it out, actually. Because I, I think I might have seen the show like Shut decades up. ago. I think so, but go on. It was fairly, it looked fairly new. But anyway, this like yeah. heavy set opera singer with like the horned hat, like very Looney Tunesy, and like the chest plate is singing opera. And the guy is with his wife in a tux, like in the audience, and he's going, Oh my God. And then you look, it's kind of funny, like now that I'm seeing it. I'm like, wait, this is funny, but it's really not. Behind her is like a man in like a phantom mask holding a knife. And he's like, <laughs> and, and the guy is like, oh, the guy in the audience is like, oh my, like, excuse me. Like, you know, the guy's like, she's about to get stabbed. And so he's like, excuse me. And like, everyone is like, shh, like no one sees him. <laughs> right, right, right. 
It actually is funny. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm also so completely dumb. exhausted. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so anyway, so he's tiptoeing up and, and the woman is like, oh, like singing her thing. <laughs> and then he goes, and the wife is like, shh, to the guy. Cause he's like, oh my gosh, she's about to get killed. And then right as the guy's about to drop the knife, he stands up and is like, Scoozy, like, stop, you know? And they <laughs> capture, like, someone holds the guy's hand up as he's holding the knife and, like, catches him. And then everyone stands up and instead of applauding for the singer, they, like, applaud for the guy in the audience. That's oh, literally the whole joke. <laughs> and then he, there's no joke. And then he, it was a bit funny because then he was like, it's like my new favorite show. And he was like, oh, please, like, come on, no, stop. But he was like very, very humble, which actually did make me laugh. But then the same guy, and he was very, oh, no, I saw two sketches. Then the second one was a couple in bed, same guy, and like sleeping. And this is so stupid. Wait, is this my new favorite show? And her alarm goes off. And he's like asleep and he's like snooze, 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 right? And she's like, and they're both asleep and she reaches over and he's like snooze, snooze, like so snooze. And she turns the alarm off and he keeps going yeah. snooze, snooze, snooze. And then he sits up and he goes snooze and a huge poodle runs <laughs> so a huge poodle named Snooze. Snooze. The the poodle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I watched the show for 10 minutes. Okay. Oh, my God. We, we can move on. We have other things to get to. Anyway, I, I'm losing my mind so, in Italy. Hi, Dan. Hey, so I'm wondering if this is the same show that's been on for decades because they used to um, run, like, ads at 3 in the morning that I thought were hilarious. And the prank that they would show is, like, the height of the comedy was that because it was sort of like candid camera it's like they went to a mall with an escalator <laughs> and they put slime on the railing and they just brought out, or like they just like filmed people <laughs> touching the railing and then getting grossed out i would have watched you that saw like a hundred hours <laughs> no do you hear me and then oh, it was just like funny. star white like, to the new that's person funny. yeah it's funny i mean it's lol winky face oh my god i i took a picture of the opera singer i'll text it to you um lol winky face well anyway so that was it meanwhile hot lorenzo married hot lorenzo takes my bag and i'm only now carrying my little weekender like because i have a, with all my equipment in it Literally yeah. hoists it over his head. He's like a skinny guy. He's literally to die for. Hoists it over. I'm sure that I'm being secretly filmed in this apartment. There's no question. I'm going to end up on some shower <laughs> cam for sure. If you guys see me showering the eyes the internet, of the Kandinsky. <laughs> the eyes of the Kandinsky have like yeah. Hey, what? Moved slightly like, over. It's if you see me yeah. sudsing up in the shower, you have to DM me, you guys. <laughs> but listen, and he holds it over his head, and he's like, "No problem at all." And literally, Dan, like, boop boop boop, up both flights of steps, doesn't even start to breathe heavily. Meanwhile, I get to the top, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fatty McGee." Like I can barely breathe. Ugh. Anyway, that was my day. So Danny boy, we're here. You know what? I'm perked up again. I'm perked up. I woke up from a nap right before we started doing this. I was like super cranky and I'm back, baby. How are you, baby Danny Acties? I am great. Uh, the holidays were like pretty okay. I don't know. I'd love to hear that. I had a great, yeah. um, I had a, a fun I met a lot of people over my holiday. Yeah. What? 
Oh, I, I was just remembering that on uh, New Year's Eve, you like FaceTimed me at the, from the heart of some I, chic I did FaceTime you. You know why I FaceTimed yeah. you? Because everybody else was FaceTiming people. It was, you were basically, uh, well, you were my... But you wanted to just see me. I just wanted to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get another look at you. Star is born. You could have just faked it with a screenshot. <laughs> It was a video. It was a lady singing opera. I'm like, happy new year in her chest plate. I'm like, hey girl, missing you. No, everybody was you're my um my lifeline on millionaire basically because everybody was FaceTiming and I was like, I cannot sit here and not be FaceTiming. And I was like, I can't FaceTime my family. So I FaceTimed you. Hi. It was fun. No, it looked like fun. You know who I met at my New Year's? So I basically splurged for New Year's. Uh, my friend who was going to meet me didn't because of personal circumstances. So I was alone in Rome. Okay. Rome alone. Rome alone 2, mm-hmm. back in Rome. <laughs> 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 what was the name of Home Alone 2? Alone in New York. Back in New York, wasn't it? Back, at, back in business. <laughs> anyway, uh, and so I got all dressed up and I was at the Soho house. Oh, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Rome Alone 2 lost in, in Rome, York. Yeah, Sam's on it. <laughs> Sam Kiefer, give it up for Sam, our engineer. We got all kinds of people listening to the show today. People who are listening to it for the first time. I'm like, this is not the show to listen to for the first time. Like this episode, even though it's the first one of the year, it's like I'm crawling out of my eggshell today. You know what I mean? I feel like a newborn little baby. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's good and bad. Um, yeah, Rome's, Rome kind of sucks, I've decided. I think I hate oh, the Roman okay. people. Am I allowed to say that? Not Italians. <laughs> no, not Italians okay. I like. Italians I like. But just the okay. Romans. I don't know. Something about them. And then I was there for like nine days by myself. Met some lovely people. I made a lot of new friends. I had some dates that I'll take off pod with you. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're not pod. They're not pod appropriate. I don't think. And not that anything even it's happened. Potter. Say it again. <laughs> Potter. Tell everyone what that is. It's not fodder. It's not fodder for the podcast, which we call Potter. Let me look up some Potter, Danny boy, that we talked about. Um, I went to the Sistine Chapel, right? Oh wow! And yeah, uh, I wanted to get Vatican. Fe- I wanted to get Vatican fever and then go get tested for COVID. Be like, oh my god, yeah, thank God, well- it's just Vatican fever. <laughs> to get Vaticanated <laughs> before you went. That's funny. <laughs> LOL, wink. Um, genuinely, <laughs> if that's not the title of this episode, it has to be LOL, wink. I mean, there's no other option. That's what it is. No, I got tickets with a tour because I, I did it like the day before. And I'm so, I'm a really bad traveler. Like, I don't plan anything. Mm. It's a bad quality, actually. I used to judge people who planned. And now I realize that I'm a dumb piece of shit. And actually, it really helps to plan some things out, which I didn't do. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm an idiot. So um, I ended up getting tour tickets to the uh, Sistine Chapel because I actually thought they were sold out otherwise. So I spent like 50 bucks on something that cost like 10. And I had to meet up with this group before. And this woman shows up, Letitia. (laughs) First, the tour thing is not for me. I don't like going on a tour. I I don't want to meet other people. (laughs) It depends. Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah, you can't really give running commentary. You can give a tour yourself, the Sistine Chapel. I mean, look up. Yeah, What's that's up? all I'm By the way, it's like, yeah, we should make a movie look called up. Look Up. <laughs> <laughs> About the Sistine Chapel. 
It's about an asteroid hitting the Sistine Chapel. That's the last thing I want to see. I'd say, actually, look up in this case, because my goodness, what a gift. What a gift. No, but I, uh, no, but anyway, where were we? I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I'm unbearable today. No, I, um, so I show up and we had to meet at like 1245. And then, of course, people were late. And then, yeah. you know, so we didn't get into the museum until like 45 minutes later. Then it was toilet time. It's like being with a bunch of babies. I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> and our guide was like, I think of an anti-masker. She kept pulling it down and she was riddled with cold what? sores. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> if you have cold sores, wouldn't you be like, thank fuck that I can wear a mask. Yeah. You know? Thank God for the mask. What? Oh boy. Oh, Letitia. Goodness me. So she takes <laughs> us on the tour and I'm like, she was so slow. And I just kept seeing all these other tourists like smoking us. Like everyone was passing us. And I was like, oh, this is, this is hell. And then there was, there was like this nice mom and daughter from New York, but like they really wanted to be friends. And I, and they were lovely yeah. people. I just wasn't there, you know? And I just, right. the whole thing. So we get to one part, like not even 20 minutes in and I, or into the official tour, which means it's an hour and 20 minutes in. And I see this beautiful bistro. Oh, it was beautiful in the middle of the museum. It's so beautiful looking at this big bronze like globe and just, you know, people having sandwiches. And I thought that's where I want to be. Yeah. And I, I said to Letitia, I handed her the earpiece and I said, I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, I broke free from the group. You're going to die. And I was like, Letitia, I'm so sorry. I just, I can't. I'm so sorry. And I was, it's such a shitty thing to do, but also I could not sacrifice four hours of my day to be polite. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so what, did you see if anybody else, like, did anybody else, like, follow you? Was this Nobody bit, like... followed me because they're polite and I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And then well, guess what, Dan? I sat. Yeah. What? I did it very discreetly. I wasn't like, this stinks. Hashtag the critic. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like really nice. I was like, I'm so sorry. I also hadn't had lunch. I was starving. I was like, I can't do it. Okay. So I go to the Vatican Bistro. <laughs> it was so pretty. I had the worst salami sandwich of my trip, but I savored it like a delicacy. It was so bad. I took a picture of it. It literally looked like a jail sandwich. I was like, does the Pope know this is what you're serving here? Because it doesn't look nice. I have to find this. I have to find this sandwich for you. It was so bad. And so I'm sitting there choking it down and then was there for about an hour. I called my mom, okay. like, you know, had yeah. a nice little time. So then I'm like, okay, I got, now I got to power through and make, make it to the, you know, the ceiling. But at that museum, it's not so easy. You don't just like walk into the room. It's like, you got to go. It's like 500 rooms. It's like escape room Vatican. Oh yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I now was in my own personal video game where it was like passing 5,000 tourists to just get to the, and I've seen the Sistine Chapel before, but it was like, you know, I just wanted to see it. Oh, so yeah. I was dodging people. I mean, it was genuinely fun. It was actually fun. Like it was very <laughs> legends of the hidden temple. Like I really had to like go through each room, <laughs> like sneak through these people, <laughs> you know, silver monkey room, the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, I found the sandwich. Hold on, I have to text it to you. I wish I could text it to everyone listening because it's a true scream. Anyway, so I get to the uh I get to the chapel, like the the fucking Sistine Chapel, and my, my <laughs> yeah. group just made it there. 
Oh no. Yes. Oh, that's embarrassing. It was Ay. horrible. <laughs> I'm so glad you get it. Cause nobody yeah. would look at me. It was so funny. I was uh, like, this is horrible. <laughs> Wait, do what? you think that they just thought that you took like a giant, like hour long toilet break? Because I'm sure they didn't like announce it, but the the reason for your leave. No, I 100 percent like marched my ass straight to the bistro. Like they had to see where I was oh, going. Okay. I wasn't All being. Right. <laughs> Listen, I paid. They got my money. She got my fifty bucks. You know what I mean? That's so, like, true. That's what's true. the problem? Wait, where the fuck is yeah. the sandwich? Do not hang up. I just sent you a picture of the sandwich. That, tell me, that's what they're serving at the Vatican. I need you to look at it. It is embarrassing. <clears throat> Can't wait for it to come through. Okay. Anyway, you're looking at it. Do you see it? Wait, what? That's what they're served. It's literally just six pieces of salami on a piece of bread. I was like, that's... Well, it's simple. Okay, moving on. So what else? What other potter did we have? Because we had a lot of potter. Oh my God, our text. I mean... Oh my God. Uh, well, we went nuts about West Side Story because you <gasps> went to see it. <sighs> West Side Story. You know what I did? I fucked up though. West Side Story is we already talked about. What'd you say? Oh no, sorry. Um, West Side <laughs> Story. You had already talked about. No, no, no. Uh, you actually were the one who raved about it to me. You saw it. I mean, mm-hmm. you, so tell people because it's it's unbelievable. It is so good. I thought it was wonderful. It was uh, one of the best things to see in a theater. Um, I thought like everything was going on all cylinders, the direction, almost all the performances. um, And especially what Tony Kushner did with a show that's a little musty and dusty. I Mm. thought before I thought was really cool and I was really into it. And I'm not like a West Side Story fan at all, but I loved it. I love West Side Story. No, no, no. Like the old movie. I don't have like a nostalgic thing for it. And I've seen it before. Like the songs are great, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't like a, a mega fan. I just wanted to, I was curious about it. And it mm. was awesome. It had like 20 shots where I was just like, wow, put a smile on my face behind my mask. Um, I oh. loved it. Yeah, behind all my that cold sores. Behind all my cold sores, I was grinning <laughs> ear to ear. Um, I'll tell you this much. I absolutely fucking loved it. And I saw it in a theater in Rome on a whim which I think is the best yeah. way to do things. That's a good name for a podcast, On a Whim. It's kind of on fun. On a Whim. Yeah. I, I'm going to change my name to Anna Whim. <laughs> That's going to be my new <laughs> stage name. Ugh. Edit that out. I'm begging you. Anyway, um, I went in Rome to a theater, uh, and the toilets are in the theater in Rome, like in the actual theater. Like in the auditorium? Yes. There's like a curtain that you have to pull aside and there's a door and you open it and there's the toilet. It's so funny. I'm like, what is this fucking Rafifi? Any New Yorkers get that? I mean, it was just so shitty, but I had to pee before the movie. And I asked this like, you know, very depressed appearing woman who worked at the theater in English. I was like, can I use the bathroom? And she was like, it's in, in a town. She's like, it's in the theater. You have to go in. Like so rude. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went into a different movie and uh, it was a movie about some guy what? whose wife died. Well, no, because it was before West Side okay. Story started. So I was like, oh, I see. I had to pee. You and, don't go to another one. Yeah. And so I, it was so funny because I went in some movie about kind of a hot guy whose wife died and like he was clearly dying and his little boy was cute, but he was like, I just saw a scene. So I peed and then I walked out and I was like, well, I'm just going to take a scene in here because there's nothing in the lobby. There's not even concession 
in the lobby of the theater. There was a vending oh. vending machine. All right. So I was like, I'll sit. I'll discreetly sit. <laughs> Ooh, your handyman. Wait, my handyman's here. Does that mean you have to go for real? Let him in. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let him in. Let him in and come back. Okay. So Dan's handyman is here and our guest is a little late. So I'm just going to talk to myself, but Dan, I just love you. I'll talk to Chelsea, our producer. Hi, Chelsea and Sam. Okay. We can just talk. They'll take over. Hi, Chelsea. All right. All right, Dan. Love Sorry. You. I got to go. Um, hi, Sammy. Oh my God. Look at Huey behind you. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's watches over me. You know, he's like my idol. Huey Herman. Yeah. He's my idol, my idol too. If you can't see it, there but yeah. uh, i got it signed uh, <gasps> when he did the, the live show downtown wait i was, was there great. i saw it yeah oh nice i was there too oh my god you want to hear something funny and feel free to put this in the pod um my friend becca her family lived next door to the guy who played jombie who i know passed away fairly recently but oh yeah i oh wow that's incredible did mm-hmm. he do was what was he besides jombie did he have a big career i he mean had a, he had a nice yeah. house i mean not that not that you need anything else besides that I know. I'm like, uh, what do you want from the guy? He was choppy. Yeah, Chelsea. sorry, that's not up. Sorry, that's not up to my to my <laughs> standards. It was a great show. He, um, controversially, even after the theater thing, I've always had a crush on Pee Wee. What does that say? I love him. Uh, before years before I worked as an engineer at Earwolf, I was bartending, and the, right when the first Matrix had your second Matrix had come out, and Lawrence Fishburne came in with. Uh, one of the other guys from the Matrix and this very, very pretty woman and they came up to the bar and I very excitedly went, oh my God, I, I love you. I love Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis. Uh, and he stormed out. No. That was not that was not what he wanted to hear at all. That was not what he wanted to be known for. In hindsight, maybe he was looking more for, hey, the Matrix was great while you're with this very beautiful woman. Oh. But he... He did not my. think it was funny. And I didn't mean it as a joke. No, of I course genuinely not. was like, oh my God, Cowboy Curtis. And he was like, nope. And then he, he stormed out and his, the people we were with was like, hey, sorry, and paid his tab. And yeah. I have to say something. Was, I'm almost yeah. happy that Dan's handyman showed up because that story <laughs> has completely rocked my world. It, haunt, it haunted me for years because I think he maybe, maybe thought I was teasing him. Like there's a thing yeah. people do where like, Maybe he thought I was picking his lowest credit during his highest time as some sort of jab, but I wasn't. I was so clearly excited and I was like, oh my God. And he was not, was not into it. No, but I got to argue with, with you on that theory, which is that like Peewee for me is, it's like my foundation for comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's honestly Peewee, Looney Tunes and Sesame Street are like mm-hmm. what made me funny basically. So I would a hundred percent get that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be, that's, that sucks. I hate to hear that. Oh yeah. You know what made me laugh when I saw Pee? I, I feel like Chelsea doesn't even know who Chelsea, you know, Wee or no. I, I know it, but I haven't seen it. I need to. It's like, it's on such a next level. It's on just a different level. It's so brilliant. He's, he's like the last, I miss characters who are selfish if that makes sense. Like I miss comedic characters who are grating and selfish and like, he's I mean, like I'm right, shows, I'm right like, here, Sam. I'm yeah. right here. <laughs> what are you talking about, baby? You yeah. work for one like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Earlier when you were like, yeah, he's my hero. I went, sure. Totally. That makes, 
that that's track. hilarious sure. actually yeah, no yeah, yeah. i really that's funny i dressed up like him for one halloween when i was like five years old my parents we went really? to Us, yes and i was i was just like i i have to be peewee and it was obviously like the most flammable costume like shitty like an apron with a bow tie yeah, yeah, yeah. and like a jason mask oh, the- Yes, I know which one you're the prepackaged one. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I know exactly which one you're referencing. Yeah. I think I have one here. I bet you do. But I'll mm-hmm. tell you this that um I had something to say about him, which is what? Oh, my brain. I'm telling you, I'm so fried. Oh, my favorite thing that happened during the show, and I feel like I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but the thing that had me dying was um because I always love uh Terry. Terry to me is the funniest character. The pterodactyl, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terry just cracks me up. But, uh, oh, hi, Ed. Hi. Eddie, let me just finish my, let me finish my um, peewee thought. And we can easily put this in the podcast. So, Ed, let me wrap this and then we'll go to you. Um, My favorite thing in the show was Cherry, who's the big chair with the huge eyes. There was like a woman sitting inside of Cherry, like controlling the facial expressions of the chair. And every time peewee would make um, a stupid joke, she would drop the eyelids like so annoyed. You know what I mean? On that chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the eyelids on Cherry, I don't even know if anyone else was looking at them. I was legitimately like on the floor. Like I couldn't breathe. I was like those lids, that lid work is so bright. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole story. That was, that was your favorite takeaway of the show? I remember the eyelids so clearly. And you know, my favorite Wikipedia page is Muppets Who Grow Lids. Have you ever looked at that wiki page? Is that the one where they show their different eyes? It's where the, there's only certain Muppets who can literally grow eyelids like when they're annoyed oh, or tired, like Elmo. No. Oh god, it's so funny. You gotta it's that shit just makes me die. I love it. Aw. Oh man. Well, I would like to I would love to talk to you about this every show forever. I have so many, so many favorite things. Sam, it's been honestly a long time coming for you to contribute to this podcast because every <laughs> time we talk, you know you're a fan favorite amongst the people who work on the show. Like we just adore you and you, Chelsea, obviously. Oh, so no, genuinely. So um please anytime you want to pipe in. We, we tell you what, I'll put a flag Go on. in this for you to remember later because my memory is garbage. But remind me to tell you that I, when I realized I was by, by mostly taking away how much I wanted to be Missy Vaughn, the most beautiful wow. woman. We talk about that. We'll put a pin in that for the next well, time. That that's is my a, major. Honestly, that's really interesting. Missy She's Vaughn. She's my style. My <gasps> style icon is Missy Vaughn. Are you into like country looks though? You like that whole country thing? God, mm-hmm. I hate that. Bolo, bolo ties Ugh, and big. That is mm-hmm. by. Well, you don't have to go. <laughs> You don't have to go to it. Wow. You never have to attend it. Me and Dwight Yoakam will slow dance the night away. Honestly, you can I like naps. that. You know what? Well, don't talk to me like that. I do like a nap. I actually never take naps. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? And I'll end on this. I haven't taken a nap uh-huh. in such a long time. And I looked at the clock because I, I fucked the time up. I thought this was happening at 530. And I thought, you know what? I'll close my eyes for five minutes. I'm so tired. And it completely fucked my energy up. You know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> was a huge mistake. So I'm anti-nap. Yeah. On that note, thank you to Dan Acton, Sam, and Chelsea who work here at Earwolf. Thank you for filling the the void of um, sure. of Dan and his handyman, which sounds kind of spicy, actually. Ooh. You and Dwight slow dancing is a really warm feeling for me. I can't explain it. Like, I like it. Is it because of the height difference, the severe height difference? Are you very short? Yes, I am. Five, you, six. You know, you appear very tall. Thank you. Oh, my you. God. This Take is... that, high school guidance counselor. Wait, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea. 
Back me up. That's Sam. I literally would have thought you were like six four. I'm not even just saying it to be like to. I have mm-hmm. no reason to flatter you. I thought you no. were big. Oh my god. No, no, no. I am. I am Tilda Swinton size. <laughs> Hilarious. Or, I met you in person, so I have no. I have no perspective. Yeah. <gasps> I met Sam was in person. Maybe he has a long head. That's possible. All right. Tell what it was. Uh, Sam, Chelsea, thank you for also working on this podcast and uh, making sure. it great every week. And um, all right, let's welcome our guest. Hi, Eddie. I'm so excited you're doing this. Okay, let me be professional. Uh, It is our first midnight snack of 2022. And I I just, I had to have someone I felt safe with. Someone I've hung out with. Someone I consider a friend. But who also happens to be a creative talent, a genius. He's sipping, I think, a banana smoothie. Uh, We'll talk about it. All this and more. (laughs) Is that coffee? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm from a different planet altogether. Anyway, uh, you know him as the lead singer of Grizzly Bear. He is also now a student. Uh, I love all of this, this whole journey for you. You can follow him on Instagram at Ed Rosty, And uh, he's just the best and funny and great and full of conspiracy theories. And I'm excited. The great Ed Drosty. Hi, Ed. Why? Where did you get the conspiracy theory thing from? I don't know. I feel like every time I look at your stories, I'm always like, Ed's on something. And I like it. Like he's on some kind of beat. And I want to know. Well, well, I'm always like this. I'm always shocked at what gets made in Hollywood. And that's usually what I'm talking about in my story. I like watch a movie and I'm like, how did this happen? How did this even (laughs) like who I think about all the steps that went into it and it's sometimes really shocking. That's all. I know. It's so funny you say that because I feel like Every time. Like, did you ever see Tiptoes? Did you ever see Tiptoes? No, and you were telling me about Tiptoes. Tell everyone about this. Tiptoes is a star-studded cast. I mean, it's it's well-known amongst like people just like insane movies that were made. I think it's like around 2004. Mm-hmm. It's got, oh God, I have to pull up the roster of names. It's like a million, million famous people Tiptoes cast. It's Matthew McConaughey, mm. Gary Oldman, Kate Beckinsale, Peter Dinklage, Patricia Arquette, David Allen Greer, the I list love goes dag. on. I'm a, I'm a big dag head. Yeah. And what is it about? And is it about people walking very lightly? No, it's mm-hmm. about, um, uh, what's the proper term for small people? Small people? Okay. So actually, can I say something? And we can leave this part in because I, as the tallest, I don't working, want to be known to not know. This. No, you said it. You actually are okay. You're okay. Even to pause, I think is is a, a notable thing. As the tallest, um, sometimes working comedian at six foot one, they hired me on Lifetime to host the after show for Little Women LA, and so which was a whole hilarious thing because I was genuinely worried that my height was like flaunting my bones. You know what I mean? Like when I met them, I'm like. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't think I'm flaunting my bones, you know, in front of them because I'm a sensitive person. And we had the best time. It was one of the, honestly, the most fun jobs I've ever had. But they uh, like to be called little people is the okay. is the term. It's little people. That's why I thought it was. But then I wasn't sure. And the movie, the movie is basically so offensive and insane because Gary Oldman basically pretends to be a little person. What do you mean by that? Movie. Like he's in little face? Like he he acts on his knees. <gasps> he dwarfs it. He's yes. dwarfing it. Oh my god. And Go on. Then they and then and then um Matthew McConaughey's girlfriend, who is it again? Oh, it's Kate Beckinsale. 
basically the plot is Matthew McConaughey is the odd child out of a family of little people, but he's normal size. Oh, interesting. Falls in love with Kate Beckinsale and she finds out and is stressed that her kid is going to be a little person and keeps calling them the D word. No, which is you can't say it. Can't say it. You can't say it. And, sh- and so it's a lot of that. And then the whole time we have Gary Oldman dressing up as a little person. So it's really just like a shocking, shocking movie that honestly, if you get stoned and watch with your friends, you just can't believe that this was made with, so- I mean, so many people read the script and were like, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, 2004, think about it. Nobody was using their brains. There was no sensitivity about anything. Like people were just like, yeah, great. Like, you know what I mean? I wonder actually if little people were offended it's kind by of like- Dorf. You know, Tim Conway's yeah. Dorf, which was when oh, I, I was growing up. Oh, so Dorf is a character that Tim Conway. When you Conway, said it before, I was like, I don't know what you're talking you about. You went with it, with it. I appreciate that. No, Dorf is a character that Tim Conway, who is, uh, I believe, a comedic genius beyond from uh, the Carol Burnett show. He would tie sneakers around his knees and he like his legs would be, for example, it would be Dorf on golf. So he'd be on the golf course and he would just look really short. I don't even think he was... It just, that was the gag. It was like, he was just really little, you know? And it was funny. Like we laughed, right? I don't think they used any derogatory terminology, but uh, I can't believe they made a movie where Gary Oldman was dwarf. I just can't believe how many insanely problematic movies there are. There are like so many like A-listers involved. Like, have you ever heard of riding the, the bus with my sister? Wow. The Rosie O'Donnell classic, of course. Yeah. I mean, listen. Directed by Angelica Houston. no. Did you not know that part? That's okay. the part that kills me. I am dying. Wait, I could. interviewed Angelica and all we talked about were how cute she has like a farm full of goats and how cute their duties are. That's literally, that was 15 minutes for me. You know what I mean? It was I, also, it was also oh, in the no. 2004 to 2006 time. It was a real weird time. What about radio? Cuba Gooding Jr.'s radio. How did that get made? I've never seen that one. Uh, oh my God. Where he's getting, but he's writing, like. I'm literally writing that down right now. Um, he's like. I don't even know what words, what words to use. He's completely normal. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, I don't Wait, know what words to use. He's special needs, I, have a I size, guess. What? I have a side story about Angelica Houston. I need to tell you Go. that I think you might appreciate. I once went to a, a Vogue dinner when I used to get invited to those things and was seated next to Angelica Houston. We hit it off. And then for some reason, I found it really funny to wish her every year on really random holidays, like a happy holiday. Like, I'll be like, how are you enjoying, you know? Arbor Day. Happy New Year. Yeah. Or like even New Year's or whatever. Or like, But it's like, I don't know her and I have her phone number and she always replies. Wow. And it's really cute. She's always like, I'm loving it. And it just gives me warm feelings about Angelica Houston because she replies to my trollish, like comical, arbitrary, out of the blue holiday congratulations text that I do like once a year. I pick something random and she always replies. And I have to say, she's got class. Uh, I mean, the only thing she's got to hide is that film. She's just got to sweep that under the rug and she's golden. I do, do young kids even know about that film? You should do a film festival, honestly, of all the most offensive films. You can put C as music in it. Um, oh, see, that is actually the most shocking to me because it's like 2000, was it 1920 that it came out? It was like a year ago like, it came out, not even. It was like a year ago. Like that is actually like, that was really what made me go back to find Tiptoes because I had to see, I have to see these train wreck movies. That's just like something in my system that needs to see them. I'm the opposite. Because you just are, 
I'm the I'm opposite. Always, like, just shocked. I can't watch them. And it's funny because I was getting texts from friends, interestingly, all in Los Angeles, maybe because it's like a film town, who were having these secret music parties. Like I knew at least three different people who went to secret parties to what parties is a strong word. Let's call it gatherings to watch Sia's music because it was so poorly made that people were watching. You couldn't talk about it because it was like, you can't support this movie that obviously. No, I didn't. I haven't seen it. And I'm not lying. I I don't think I could sit through it because I'm actually someone who I suffer from such serious secondhand embarrassment. Like even the trailer for like Dear Evan Hansen kind of killed me. You know what I mean? Like there are certain (laughs) things that I'm like, I can't watch it. But um, people were watching it and saying it was just like you. Is it wrong to laugh at movies like that? Because I would think personally that it would be uh, that's hysterical. I would think that it's the kind of thing where you would want people to make fun of this film. Right. If you were part of the community Uh, that it was insulting. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I didn't pay for it. I didn't support it. I didn't yes, tweet about same. it. I don't even have Twitter. But my point is that like, I'm laughing at the people that made it. Like, I keep thinking about like a, a big, long table in Hollywood with yes. like a script read and the executives being like, yeah, okay. You know, rewrites happening, edits, like months and months and months <laughs> of people standing behind these pieces being like, it's great. You know what? Let's do it. I mean, the other thing that's crazy about music is that it was made, I think it was made in 2017 and they had years to sit on it. Oh God. And marinate on it. And still, and then on top of that, it got an award nomination. Well, that Maddie Ziegler, you can't stop Maddie. I be- Maddie was in West Side Story, which I just saw. And by the way, is phenomenal. See, I felt bad for her. Did you see her interview about it? She no. was like, she was mortified by it when she was doing it. And she was like, I think she was under 18 and mm. it sounded like Sia pressured her. And she was like, I know everyone's going to hate this. Like this feels so bad. So I just thought she was just young and like kind of like coerced into this insane project. I want to ask your opinion on something. And I don't even know if I'm going to weigh in because I will. So, you know, West Side Story comes I will, out. I will. I will. I Well, I don't know what I, I'm going to say about it. That's why I wanted to, I actually want to talk it out with you because I saw West Side Story last week. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I genuinely don't remember. Honestly, the last time I had such a good time in the theater or felt like that was when I saw Dream Girls in the theater, you know, 15 years ago. But it just was so overwhelmingly beautiful. The music is classically beautiful, you know, but I'm also basic in many ways, Ed, you know that. And a lot of people... <laughs> understandably, um, are very upset because Ansel Elgort, all of these headlines really downplay it. And they say sexual assault, or I I actually thought initially that he had just like maybe hooked up with a girl who was 17 when he was 20. That's what I thought the allegations were. It's funny because when I was watching the movie, I was, I am not a fan of his. I find him quite douchey, but he's good in it. Yeah. Like, he really, I think I've only seen him in Baby Driver. And yeah, I was like, this is this guy? sucks. And that stupid jacket. I literally was just like, what? Ugh, no. But he he's good in it. I hate to tell you, like, I, I was not offended by his performance. And um, my question to you is, what does a film do? Steven Spielberg movie, tons of money, $100 million film. When they've cast a guy in it, right? They've made mm-hmm. the film and then the allegations dropped after the film was completed, but before it was released. You know, I think I would do? just drop that person. I would, I don't know, probably drop that person from all press junkets. Yeah. And make a public statement saying, we did not know this when we were making the film. 
we're horrified to learn it, but we still want to release this piece of art or something like that. I mean, I think that's the only way you get away with it because... Did uh, they do that? I don't, I actually don't know. And now that you've said it, I'm like, they better have done that. <laughs> now that you've said it, I, I hope they did it. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> I haven't seen it. I'm not a musical fan. As someone, I don't know why. Okay, can we unpack this? Except for the sound of music. Except for the sound of music. That's the only one I love. But I'm going to say why you like it. I already know why you like it. And I'm going to tell you this. Because I was a kid. Because you were a kid. And that's exactly right. And it's exactly how I feel. The only musicals that I like, seriously, are ones... Dreamgirls I saw as an adult and I love, like, for the first time. But in Chicago, actually, same thing. But Guys and Dolls... Sound of Music, West Side Story. The classics that I saw as a child today are like my Bible. You know what I mean? They're religion to me. But then I'll sit in these modern musicals. Oh, Ed, it's bad. It's bad. I'm just not even, I'm not even here for remakes. I'm just sort of, I'm just not a musical fan and that's okay. Like I respect it. It's such a huge part of the gay community. I'm just like, I also don't love dancing. So those are just two things mm-hmm. that I'm like, we're not going to relate on this one as All a right. gay. I, think, I don't love musicals. Like, I, I don't love okay. going out to dance all night. It's not my thing. Even I like to talk all night. I could have talked all night. <laughs> I could have talked all night. We have to write our own musical about talking. <laughs> you and I saw each other in London, what, uh, six months ago? We walked the canal, September. which is not a euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. We had the best time. And we went bar hopping. It was so fun. So, so do you know how much I miss Europe? It's crazy. Can I tell you something? It's actually insane. So we're basic pieces of shit. Like I've, uh, listeners, get it under your, get it into your head. Ed Drosty and I are basic pieces of shit because you know, I, <laughs> you know, I fuck with some Europe. You know, I love Europe. I do too. I love Europe too. I love it. And the older I get, the more I love. It. Like you know this, why? Because you can afford it. Like, you can afford it. Yes, that's why I can afford it, and I and I understand the sort of like gentle, soothing ease of affording Europe. I guess that's what it is. No, listen, when you're able, honestly, I'm 40 years old. It's taken me 40 years. I loved it when I was 22, backpacking around for like staying in youth hostels. I liked it then too. Listen, are we going to, are we going to do this game? I'm going to like do the Kristen um, thing where I'm like, I I liked it when I was nine and I came here with my mom. (laughs) No, other than the one time I did get kicked out of a Viennese apartment Oh, this story. I went, so, you know, I studied abroad in Budapest in not Victor Orban's Budapest. This was when Jewish people were allowed into Budapest. And, um, what year was this? This was in 19, excuse me, 1967. (laughs) (laughs) This was in 2001, pre nine 11. I was there that year. What? Stop. When? For two, for two weeks. When, when, when? Uh, June. Oh my God, we could have gone to Rock in Park, the Fire Fest of Nuremberg, Germany, because I was there to see Radiohead. How funny if you would have well, played I wasn't that. there for the festival, but I was there. And then, gosh, it was just, we were just 20 years. You know what? You know what, though? We're so Little lucky. Did we know we, what if we had met then? Well, who knows where we'd be now? I think we'd be like really the closest of friends. I'll say this. We'd be married. I would love that. I wouldn't have come out. Oh my God. Oh, with, please. Are you kidding me? That's my one gift as I make everyone come out. That's a, if, you know, <laughs> I have the Stop. best test. It's true. If a man, if a closeted man is rude to me, I'm like, okay, we got it. Cause I can, I'm like the swami. Can I like to say swami these days? I don't even know what I can say, but I'll pull it out. I'll play my little flute and like a little snake energy 
that energy will come right out of the basket. They can't help it. I'm telling you, it's my gift. Because I'm funny, and they're like, oh, if I laugh at Michelle, like, that's the tell. Basically, only gay people can laugh at you. That's a fact. Straight men can't find you funny. No, no, no. So there's like five straight people listening to this. Four. I'm going to tell you right now. Maybe three. I have joked about straight men listening to this podcast and how Dan constantly gets hit on in his DMs, and I never get hit on in my DMs. And I've talked about it. Who's Dan? Dan is my co-host. Oh, is that cute guy? Is that cute guy? Sweet Dan. Yeah, 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 we love yeah. Dan. Yeah, it's okay. I believe there are maybe two to three straight men who listen to this podcast. Almost none. You know what? Do you have a podcast email where we can get like a, just a sort of, you know, email Michelle at the podcast or whatever it is. If you're straight, we want to know. Well, they can DM me on Instagram. But DM, the- okay. DM Michelle yeah, yeah. on Instagram, please. If you're straight and I want to, after a week, let me know how many you get. It's, it's going to be easy to count. It's, it's going, going to be, be probably five seven, to eight, seven to 12. Yeah. Maybe? Seven to 12. If I'm lucky, honestly, that would, if I got 12 straight male listeners, I'm not kidding you. My jaw would be on the floor. I'd be like, that is shocking to me. It You're going to send it to advertisers and be like, we've got a whole new demo here. <laughs> I'm like, Let's I'm wearing way. dude wipes Spanx <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude wipes. Get in on it. Uh, wait, how long are you staying in Europe? Are you ever coming back? I'm going to come no. back, but wait, I want to go back to Budapest because, oh, okay. um, why did I bring it up? Oh, because when I was there, so I was there right before nine 11, which I do say that as a bit of a brag, because I always think if I had studied abroad after there would have been no studying abroad after nine 11, like I got in so under the wire with being able to do that. It's one of the things I'm truly grateful for in life. And I befriended these basic, very mousy girls who were on it. They were such mean girls, but they were so ugly too. So you're like, we get it. And they were like, we're going to Vienna. No, they were like, they were fucking assholes. I can go in on them. They don't listen. Trust me. Um, And they were like, no, trust me. And they were like, listen, we're going to Vienna for the weekend. We have a guy's apartment to stay in. If you want to come with us, you can stay. And I said, that's so nice. You know, we're all broke. I'm 19 years old. I'm like, I'd love to come like free apartment. Great. We get to Vienna and we go to this guy's place. He was actually kind of, he had like hot roomies. It was like hot guy apartment. And he's like, "Um, so here's the deal. You can sleep on the floor. We don't have room for you. There's no beds. There's no couches. My landlord, if she finds out that you're staying here, they're going to throw us out of the apartment. So you have to be super quiet. It was like I was Anne Frank in the attic. Like, I can't explain it to you. This was the most stressful. And so I remember I had to sleep. And this is only like now I'd be like, I'm going to go to the Ritz Carlton. Goodbye. Like, I'd like go to a hotel. But I had no money. So I was like, okay. So I slept on, he had chair pads like from Ikea that I knotted together to make like one narrow mattress. Are you listening? Yes, because I've literally done that before. Right. And I used the chair ties to tie the cushions together so they don't separate in the night while you sleep. Yes. I know this trick and it's horrible. It's horrible. I did. I, Tom, I, I castawayed it. I did the Tom Hanks castaway in my underwear, just like crooked on it. And I, and I fell asleep and at maybe seven or 8 AM Ed Drosty, I hear bang, bang, bang. And this fucking Nazi bitch comes into the apartment and I'm there with maybe, I think it was three girls who all looked like the mice from Cinderella. And I'm like, <laughs> 
And she goes, what is this? Like thick German accent in German. And I'm the only. Not Hungarian. No, no, no. This was in Vienna. We're in Austria now. Oh, Vienna. Right, 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 right. And I'm the only dumb bitch who opens her fucking eyes. The other girl sees. That's why they're smart. Smart rats. And I'm a dumb rat. And I opened my eyes and she laid in. It was as though we were hookers. I can't explain it to you. It was the most demeaned I've ever felt in my life. And she said, you have three minutes to get your shit and get out. And we literally didn't even get to back. We like had to grab our stuff and we were on the streets in like freezing cold Vienna. It was, it was hell on earth. And I always said, I called it the Anne Frank experience store. Cause I was like, this is for me. Now I know when I go to the museums, I'm like, Oh, I had that happen to me. What were you going to say? You're not going to believe this, but we have a lot of parallels. Go on. I studied abroad in 2001 in Europe, Berlin. And then I did two weeks in in Budapest, two weeks in Poland. Hmm. But the other thing is during that time, I also did a little road trip, smaller stays. And one night in Prague, very close to Vienna. Yes. Staying in before Airbnb. I don't even know how we found it. We're staying on the top floor in some weird apartment me and two friends, and it was almost exactly the same situation as yours, except the person was drunk. So it's like a man at 2 a.m. in his underwear, in his underwear, comes stumbling in. I think it was the landlord. I don't even know. And he starts screaming in check, but like stumbling. And we're 1920. We literally grabbed all of our stuff and ran the fuck out of there and drove all night to Munich. We were like, get us out. Like, we just couldn't. I mean, it was the same thing as yours. It was like a night invasion. A night invasion. It was a night invasion. I mean, Vienna is technically the West, but it's so. But it's East. Come on. Austro-Hungarian. Come on. And let me tell you something about Prague. I went to Prague. Here's my thing with Prague. Prague, if you want to go see a fabulous rendition of Mozart's Requiem, which you know I always do, I really recommend going to Prague for like two nights. Otherwise, to me, Prague was like Disney. I was like, okay, I got it. I didn't I didn't connect with Prague, being honest. I mean, is that shocking? I like it, but I don't I don't want to spend more than like a long weekend there. No, no, no. Personally. So my European deal is this, which is that I was just reading an article about how by 2030 America will no longer be a democracy. <laughs> And I also saw some news flashes about that too. The Canadian, the Canadian political scientist. Canadian political okay, scientist. We're getting the same algorithm. <laughs> yes, I they saw it on Meta. <laughs> I saw it on Meta. No, I saw it on something. And I'm like, no, the funny thing is I feel like everywhere is not going to be a democracy, but still. I'm just like, these are the years when my grandparents who all ended up in the camps, right? I'm like, how do they not get away? Like, how do you not get the vibe and think I got to go to America? You know what I mean? Or get out. They didn't do it. And I'm like, this is That's right. what you're doing. This is our window, honey. You got I know. Privileged window, because obviously Ugh. a lot of people can't do this. But and I, by the way, I'm yeah. not moving to Europe, but at least for the time being, I'm just like testing it out. I'm like, okay, like. I'll be honest. I don't think I could live in Italy straight up. I can't, but I'm having fun, you know? Yeah. I decided this summer that if I were to move to Europe, I would live in Amsterdam. Yes. Love. Amsterdam. Beautiful. And it was a kind of a shock to me, but it really hit right this summer because I think it's very friendly Mm. to English speakers, which is nice. It's like everyone there speaks English and there's, there's no like 
attitude about not speaking Dutch. So right. that's sort of nice. I, and you know, I'm not trying to like, I wish I knew more languages. I'm really bad at languages. It was always my worst subject. Me like, too. I, I just wish I, I wish I was better at it. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm an idiot with languages. I studied German for a couple of years. I can do some dumb phrases. Like I don't, it's Why are we I the same? Why are we the exact we a lot in same? I also, I failed Spanish many times. Go on. Oh, my, it was always my worst subject. Me too. That and chemistry. Chemistry and Spanish were my worst. Um, but I went there and I was like, this is so fucking cute. I mean, I've been before, but I spent like a week there this summer. So beautiful. And I was like, first of all, my favorite thing to do on earth is just bike. I love biking. And I wish, I love, and I live in LA. So that's a problem. Um, I love being on a bike and Amsterdam slash Copenhagen are like the most bike friendly places on earth. Full of it's tall, close. hot it's, people. Oh my, the men are tall, They're tall, tall, tall. Biggest after no, the Croatia is the biggest sticks in Europe. I always, it's a fact I love to spout, but. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, your second. Has to be. Has to be. You know what I just realized about this entire interview with you so far? We are literally what? like the two kids who studied abroad who came back and everyone is like, shut the fuck. I know. <laughs> we're we're like, unbearable. We're like, hey, do you have guacamole on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> guacamole. Um, another question for you, Ed. Are you watching the new and just like that? I am. And I weirdly love it. Okay. Like, I, okay, here's the funny thing. Here's the thing. I never really watched the original. That's really? the funniest part. I have no connection to the original. Oh, I watched funny. maybe three, I watched three episodes and was like, this isn't for me. And I was in college at the time and I was just like, this is like corny and basic. But now the new one, I think I'm just, the older you get, the more I'm like, okay with basic. Like oh, Emily God. in Paris, it's like, I love it. Emily in Paris is sort of like having a Xanax without the drug. It's just like, you're literally lobotomized for like 30 minutes. I it's am so happy like, to hear you say that. I haven't seen the new season. First season of Emily in Paris, when people were talking shit about it, I literally was like, stop, not to me. I'm not the one. Like there, it was cute. It was pretty to watch. People were funny on it. I mean, I wasn't like howling with laughter watching it, but it was like, the turn same, your brain you know what off. it is? It's the same plot every episode. It's always... I love it. There's a problem. Emily messes up the problem. Emily gets in trouble. Then Emily fixes the problem. How is she going to get out of this Every pickle? episode. I love but it. But she always does. And then the next episode, new problem. Emily messes up. Emily fixes it. And then, of course, the like back and forth with all the boys and everything. But people... I, I have this thing lately about just... I think it's Twitter, but it's everything where, and actually we're going to fight about something and I'm afraid to bring it up what? because I do. Can what? I be honest? Can I be honest with you? I do think sure. in a debate you would crush me. Like I, I know that oh. you would actually, I really, I'm telling you, I know it. About it, just like that. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually don't hate. And just like that. Although I haven't seen the last episode where I know, I know what happens. I've been spoiled about the couch fingering and the bed pissing. Oh yeah. 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 I saw I, it. I saw the, I saw a clip of the fingering and it, it genuinely was, it was shocking. I'm going to say a little <laughs> bit about what I like, a little bit what I like about just like that is that it also feels slightly like off the rails unhinged. It's nuts. Like it's, it's so insane. And also it's so, 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 so woke. But at the same time, I'm like, 
it's kind of entertaining. Like, <laughs> you know what? The whole what like, is it three, four episodes? I watched them in the bath. I I had a bath where I was staying, and I'd be like, mm, I'm gonna go take a bath and watch, and just like that every week. And I enjoyed why do you myself. Think I crush you? Why do you think I crush you in a debate? Because I'm gonna say something, and I saw the movie like a month ago, so I'm not as fresh on it, but. I'm very, I'm just sort of burnt out about don't look up discourse. And I know oh. that it's, uh-huh. And I feel like if we were to talk about it, you would make me feel stupid for liking it. But I saw it in a movie theater. I enjoyed it in a way, in the same way that I enjoy South Park. You know what I mean? Like as a... Uh, oh my God, South Park is a thousand times better than don't look up. No, I agree. South Park is... That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. To Trey mm, and Matt. I agree. My two, to me, the two biggest working geniuses, and I fucking love South Park. And it's, did you watch the pandemic special? Of course, I love South Park. Oh, it's my I favorite. Love it. I like Don't Look Up, but I know that you didn't like it. And I just don't understand why people are so divided about Don't Look Up. Take it away. I don't really know that many people that like it. So to me, it feels like a sort of everyone didn't like it. But you're a window into the other side. But, but yeah. I didn't like it because it felt like just so cringy, ham-fisted. Like, I know it was kind of trying to be that, but it felt like, I felt like I was like bludgeoned over the head with like message after message about like the world and like media and like climate change and everything. It's like, it just was so corny to me. It just felt cringy. felt like cringe. I didn't, it was so heavy handed. I enjoyed it. I cringed. And by the way, the people I saw with. The fact that it opens up with, with Jennifer Lawrence in that short bang. The bangs are the worst part. Rapping to Wu-Tang. I was like, this movie's not getting off on a good start. Okay. So hold on a second. Let me, let me talk. Let me say something. Her bangs were an abomination. Uh, she, for me, actually, and I, I like her as an actress, but I did think she was like not, she annoyed me a bit in it. But I actually know a lot of people who I find quite clever who did like it. And it's like, I feel like we're all being shamed into silence because of the people who hated it. We don't want to look stupid for liking it. There's this thing I'm telling you. That's why I'm like afraid to even bring it up to you. The don't look up stigma is huge. It's so big. <laughs> It's the new Scarlet Letter. I thought it was fun. People, people take everything so seriously. Do you know what I mean? It's like I sat in the theater and I watched it and I liked it. I was entertained the entire time. I do, I'm do. i sure you watched it at home as well. I do think seeing things in the theater make things better. I just feel like they make, they yeah. make movies better because you have to pay attention. Like I haven't seen Power of the Dog yet because I know if I watched it, I would hate I it. I loved it. See, I know I'd hate I it. I loved it. I know I'd hate really? it. Really? Yeah, because everyone was it's like, so slow. We started this. This podcast, we were really on the same page. Not like anymore. Year abroad, uh, 2001. Nope. Was getting kicked out of apartments in the East. And then now we're really at an impasse. Well, we like it just like that, even though I like it in a kind <laughs> of way where I like reading about people hating it also. That's fun for me. Let's talk about other things. You're in school. Can we talk about what you're in school for? I'm in grad school for psychology. And... It's amazing. I love it so much. Uh, it's kind of interesting, though, because I think what, I'm going to be starting to treat people in April. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do things like this or my Instagram is going to have to shut down. Kind of it's like, oh. like, I think like my whole relationship to like media is going to have to change, which is probably for the best, to be honest. It's Honestly, like, yes. We don't really need that much media in our lives. But um, no, I absolutely love it. It's fascinating. Um it's it's really creative to me, actually. It feels, it's just the same creative itch that I have. Uh, 
inside that's I would have never thought before. But I just had to like get out of the music industry and mm. try something new. And it's great. I'm like a little over halfway done. Congratulations. So I love year. I love that this is like maybe your last public interview. This could be it. Like when people want to go learn about you, they're going to be like, okay, he l- hated don't look at, like they're going to walk away with nothing. <laughs> like what a terrible interviewer. <laughs> we know nothing about our King, but no, no, no. I mean, I think I can do interviews again after it's just more like, I think you just have to be like a little more curved. Like you just have to be really more muted about things. Is like it that, because you don't want your patients to find like your Instagram and see maybe your opinions? Like you have to be more neutral or what is it? Yeah. And also it's just like, I think it's Okay. I mean, this is just personal. It's like, there's literally like therapists that are like on TikTok being like, I'm therapist TikTok. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're just like being wild. I I find that to be like, not what I would want to do right. when I'm a therapist. Like I would want to sort of like close down that chapter. Um, I'm like, it's okay for you to find old clips and things of me. Like fine. Like it's a chapter of my life. It's a snapshot, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't want to be actively posting memes or talk talking about things you were in grizzly bear huge band hipster fave uh now you're becoming a therapist which i love this journey i think it's really i know the word journey is overused but it is right because you've had this like fame it is a journey yeah and now you're doing this thing but the music industry i have other friends who are singers who are trying to break through they're not yet there uh women especially and everything i hear about it i wonder if it's worse than comedy like, I can't explain it to you, but it does feel like it's a more brutal industry than stand-up. And I don't understand why. Maybe because you have to work with so many people. What do you think it is? I can't actually. I was, I feel like it's one of the worst, like, industries in, like, entertainment. But I have to say that when push comes to shove, like, the comedy world seems so scary to me because of this, uh, the idea of standing up and then, like, bombing. It's just, like mind-blowing to me like yeah. i can't imagine like that thing because it's you alone at least i was in a band where we could like if people were bored like you're like okay like uh, whatever we're moving on i mean i guess if you we were solo artists it's sort of akin to it but um but the music industry is crazy and it's like they don't compensate you very well mm-hmm. and it's i mean all of those industries are competitive but it's, it's just like i don't know there's just there's this Issa ray quote that just came out that I saw that I really related to. Mm-hmm. And she said, I thought Hollywood was crazy, but the music industry, it has to start all over again. There are lots of conflicts of interest, archaic mentalities, villains and criminals. It's an addiction industry. And I feel, I really feel for artists who need to get into it. It was some, it was something shocking to discover. Wow. And I was like, well, science, I said goodbye. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I really relate to that. It's just like, it's intense. It's intense. It really sucks that um, people who have like a genetic artistic gift, right, are then kind of held hostage by the business. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's I speak and for I myself really in say, ways too in this yeah. case where it's like, you know, it's hard to find outlets. Like you want to obviously earn a living. And I'm actually very, very lucky. Poi, 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 you know, Jews, we don't like to like brag about luck. Let me knock on some wood, but I, I feel very lucky with the career that I've had, but it's like also, you know, 
there have been a lot of fucked up things too in, with what I've done in my life. And I can only yeah. imagine for like a singer. I also feel like comedians can work even as a woman, like many years, you know, 50s, 60s, you can have a resurgence and work. And in music, it's tough unless you're like one of these like chanteuses, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's, first of all, it's always changing and it's so bizarre. It's like, we came about in a time where people liked bands, but like, when, what's the newest like band you can think of? It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's not, it's like, and it's like, it, that's going to change. And, you know, maybe in five years, they'll come back or 10 years. I have no idea. You know who I like, thought of? Monskin. Monskin. Who, whoever won Eurovision. The Italians. The hot. Oh I was like, <laughs> that's, the band. Band. That's, <laughs> the big, that's the big band. That's the big new band. Monskin. <laughs> I'm also in Italy, so like they're big here, but yeah, go on. The streaming thing really needs to change. Yeah. Like, honestly, like it's truly like it's insane how many streams it takes to make like a dollar. It's insane. I saw that. And then if you're in a a band, you split that dollar with how many members of the band there is. And then, so just imagine like, you know, obviously solo artists, it's easier to make a living, but, um, it's exhausting and it's like it's just, honestly though it's not just music though i will say this i just got tired of having my personal success equated to public opinion mm. and i was just like i don't want to do that anymore like i don't want to have to like wait for reviews look at like how many tickets are sold or you know what i mean yeah, of like, course. like and then that's the same for movies and comedy and dance and all sorts of things film um but I just was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to like have to like always be waiting for someone to approve mm. and validate it. And then it's like, yay, like we can celebrate for a month or, oh, like, hey, like back to the drawing board. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's so defeating. And like, I, don't, I just was tired of it. Like, mm. <laughs> you have some of the best um, Hollywood stories, though. We don't have to get into them, but you're anytime you tell a Hollywood story, I'm just like, Ed's got it. I, I mean, I, I'll t- I'm not going to tell you the stories because honestly, like at this point, it's not worth it. I just feel like it's not worth it. It's like once I mentioned a pop star on Twitter and like it turned my tabloid and I was just like, this is it's not stupid. Worth it. I shouldn't be. You can't share your opinion about anything. I've got tons of opinions, but tons of funny stories. You can't share them because someone's going to pick up on it. You can't, you can't share it. You know what? You, you just actually, for me, like, I understand now why Kathy Griffin, it's not even the Trump thing. Like, Kathy Griffin can't work because she can't work in this climate. Like, she can have the best stories. Like, you can't think about, like, her talking shit about Renee Zellweger or whatever it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago. You can't do it now because it's like nobody, we're living under this, like, false anvil of positivity which is bullshit because actually everyone is still negative as shit but now we don't even have an outlet to laugh about it because you can't laugh about shit so it's like even yeah even the people that i've met that weren't rude although i will say most famous people fundamentally are kind of rude go on in my opinion but even the ones that weren't there's like a funny story but it's like it's like too revealing or like it's like you, you can't say anything you can't tell these funny anecdotes but they're really funny so well, if you're this, my personal friend. You got got a lot of good uh, little tidbits, but but at this point, like, I gave up on even trying to be friends with famous people. Like I used to when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, be like, oh my god, I have a new friend who's like kind of famous or whatever. But then ultimately, like, they always let you down. They always let you down. Yeah. Except for two people I know, maybe maybe two out of like fifty. Can you name? It's them? like all. Oh yes, I love Busy Phillips. Mm. 
and um, Feist and Beach House. Ooh, I love Feist. My famous friends. People love Busy. That Busy Phillips, she, you know, you you can judge someone by the company they keep. Yeah, she has, uh, she's wonderful. Always, um, I feel like I did her podcast and all she did the first 20 minutes was talk about tinctures, which is a word that I hate to say. She was just like taking so many drops of things. And I was like, that's why she looks so young. You know what I mean? I was like, she's, she's just a, stuff. she's a really loyal, honest, great, hilarious friend. I love to and hear I love that. Her I love that. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll bring up <gasps> is that. We're almost done. Well, I mean, oh. do you want to tell any other? I was going to say the Olivia, yeah. the Olivia Coleman news that you dropped. See, this is something we can laugh about. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's go for it. And I, you said that she was, uh, no, you said that, don't say oh, it. Okay. 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 No, I DM'd you something funny. Don't say that. But that was true. Okay, by okay. the way, there's a famous person who claims to be one age. And I am like, that bitch has been that age since I was 20 fucking three years old. You know what I mean? Like, and I won't say her name, but it's just like that famous thing of, if you look good for your actual age, why are you lying long, younger? Like, say that you're the age that you're at. You know what I mean? And then people will be like, yeah, holy but, shit. But I I don't think Olivia Coleman would lie about that. No, she she's not. Lie. She's not lying. And she, I think it's a product of her playing older characters. It's well, like, tell people how old Olivia well, Coleman we is. Were shocked, we were shocked that Olivia Coleman's 47. Shocked. Shocked. I mean, I saw um, The Lost Daughter... And I was like, and the whole film, like there was a moment in the film where some, they were like, you don't look a day over 40. And I was like, what? And then I like Googled her age and it was like 47. I was like, wait, what? I thought she like, was, I was yeah. under the, I thought she was like 59 or something. No, also cause she's English and you know, the English, there's like a different. She played, also, she played the Queen Elizabeth on the crown. And I think that really skewed my. Your mental thing. Like under. She's a I genius. Just really, Huge fan. Oh, she's. Unbelievable. Literally one, one of the, of the best, best actresses. actresses. And she's gorgeous. I just didn't think she was that young. No, I know. Uh, and you were shocked. And other people DM'd and they were like, wait, what? I, I was blown away that she's seven years older. But there's certain people like, I think Tyra's only three years older than me. There's certain uh, people. Me and, Olivia, me and Olivia Coleman are only four years apart. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's, you look great. That's it. Look how young you look. Thanks. You have that Zoom well, filter on? I do. Yeah, me too. I've got a little Zoom filter on. I just, because I have class later today. So now I really have mine on. This is it without. I look good without it. With. You look great without it. Uh, I look. You'll see the bags under my eyes. I need to get more. Wait, show me. It's been a long time. Oh, you look cute though, Eddie. Eddie, you should come to Italy. Put a mask on. Get on a plane. Forget public opinion know, and just get over I here. Know. Well, you know, I just got over COVID. So oh my god, I'm a little haggard. I got the Omicron. Everyone has it. it. Every. By the way, every. By the way, there's a new one today. Big news in COVID? France. No. IHU, a new strain, IHU. Oh, that's a cute more, name. More, content- more contagious and contentious than um, Omicron. <laughs> really? Oh, I love yeah. these strains. These uh, strains are so just... Sweet. Welcome to the party. Oh. Welcome. IHU. IHU is so cute. IHU, IHU, IHU. Ed Drosty, uh, first of all, if you're looking for a therapist, reach out to him in April. When can you start helping people? I can't start helping the general public until like another year. Okay, but, so you'll come um, back. I'll be, I'll be a, yeah, I'll come back for that. It's just a pure, because with the, the thing was when we were doing this, your, your producer said, what are you trying to promote? And I was like, God, nothing. I just wanted to chat and hang. Then that's I got what we nothing did. to promote. 
I've got nothing to promote. But you know what? I think that that's normal. No one has things to promote anymore. Um, well, Ed, you are such a, a pleasure. And I'm so happy that you're um, opening our 2022 year of shows. Uh, I can't wait joining. to travel with you again. I'll meet I you know. soon. We'll walk down the canal again. Again, sounds like it. a euphemism, but we really did walk down a canal. Let's walk down the Amsterdam canals. I'll meet you there. Wait, I'm not kidding. Name a day and I'll be there. Put it that way. You know, it's I... closed. By the way, completely shut down there. Can I end the podcast on one thing? Can I say one last thing? New Year's. I'm at the Soho House room. Was a shit show. Not the point. Sitting at the bar and I befriended, of course, because they come to me, these three gorgeous gay Dutch men. And (coughs) no, but they were gorgeous and very lovely. And one of them who was like really hot, uh, was so sweet. I said, what do you do? He goes, do you know Dave and Buster's? And I was like, (laughs) oh my God. I was like, Yeah. I love Dave and Buster's. I was like the Irvine location, Times Square, you name it. I love it. He goes, I own the European Dave and Buster's. So they're not called Dave and Buster's. It's like Game Stop or something. You know, it has like a different name, but they look like Las Vegas casinos and they're adults only full of arcade games and alcohol and food. And uh, why did I bring them up? Because it was just like a fun. You met him on New Year's. I met him on New Year's. It was fun. And you know, the name Drosty is Dutch. We're going to go to Amsterdam, but they were saying that there's riots. That's why they have to come to Rome, that there was like crazy that it's it's fucked there at the moment with the whole world. So anyway, hey, have a great 2022. Well, say, say hi to Ihu. <laughs> Welcome, Ihu, to 2022. Oh, hi, Ihu. I love Ihu. Ihu's so cute. I'm fried. I was on a train this morning. Everyone tried to help me with my bag, which I hate. Edrosi, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And congrats on your schoolwork. Anytime. And yeah, and we'll talk soon. I feel like we should take this convo off air because I have so many more. I want like the, like watch what happens live after show with you right now where we can talk about some shit. I'm ready. I can't wait. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for listening to Midnight Snack. You can follow me at Mish Call. If you like the podcast, you know, I always say, tell your friends and family, you know, tell them Uh, we have new artwork coming. I'm so excited about that. I know it's really, really nice. Uh, We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at MidnightSnack at Earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hold up. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.